Good morning, church. Um, we are Sarah and Ryan Gibson, um, and Jacob asked us to conclude our sermon series for July on Pray Always, um, where we looked at different kinds of prayers um, and got to practice those different types of prayers. Uh, so the one that we're doing today is one that we here at Tri-Valley are familiar with, and we do it well, and we do it often, and that is intercessory prayer. Um, intercessory prayer is praying on behalf of someone else. It can be described as standing in the gap between someone else and God. This type of prayer is an expression of agape, or selfless love, because we are looking beyond our needs and wants and going to God not for ourselves, but for someone else. These petitions can be prayer requests that are asked for, but sometimes we don't share prayer requests and we don't know what prayers are needed. Luckily, we can still pray even in those cases because we have a God that does know people's situations even when we don't. So for many people, when intercessory prayer is mentioned, the verses that come to mind are James chapter 5, verses 13 through 16, which say, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person with the Lord well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. So intercessory prayer, however, is not just something that we want practiced by the elders and church leaders. It's something for everyone to practice. And there are many other examples of intercession or intercessory prayer that appear in both the Old and New Testaments. In Genesis, Abraham intercedes for the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, in Genesis 18, through 25, um, it says, The men turned away and went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? In Numbers, Moses pleads on behalf of the Israelites during one of the many times they sinned against God. So this is from Numbers 14, verses 17 through 19. Now may the Lord's strength be displayed, just as you have declared. The Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love, and forgiving in sin and rebellion. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation. In accordance with your great love, forgive the sin of these people, just as you have pardoned them for the time that they left Egypt until now. And in the New Testament, um, we see Paul on numerous occasions mention praying for others. Um, he also asks people to pray on his behalf in his letters. He also gives instructions to pray for others. One such example is in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and for all those in authority, that we may live peacefully and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. 
So Jesus gives an example of intercessory prayer during his prayer before he was arrested. He prays for his disciples, and he even prays for us all as believers. So this is from John chapter 17. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son, that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all the people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought your glory on earth by finishing your, the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Jesus prays for his disciples. I have revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. And glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by that name you gave me. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that scriptures would be fulfilled. I am coming to you now, but I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may have the full measure of my joy within them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from, all, from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. And then Jesus prays for all believers. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. So I think it's awesome that Jesus prayed for us even before any of us were alive when he prayed for all believers. And it's even more awesome that he still prays for us. As Paul tells us in Romans 8:34, who then is the one who condemns? No one, Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. So on a little bit more personal level, there are many occasions where we have been the benefactors of intercessory prayer. And in many of those times, it's been through prayers of people here in our church family. Uh, one example that came to mind was, as some of you know, about nine years ago, I had a freak injury at work, and I essentially wound up destroying my knee. I tore three of the four ligaments, wound up straining the fourth. I tore, I, I wound up damaging nerves and muscles in my lower leg. And when it happened, 
it was kind of devastating and pretty hopeless about recovery. And healing was a long and slow and painful process, and it seemed like it was taking forever. I had to relearn how to walk, and I'm still not 100% recovered from it, and I probably never will be. But during that time, one of the things that kept me going is that even though I wasn't necessarily asking for it, I know that many of you that are in here now or people that were coming at that time were praying on my behalf, giving me words of encouragement, and turning to God for me. Um, and there's been other situations. There have been times for our family where I felt like we're in a situation like Job, where there's just one major problem or health problem after another. Um, and during those times, whether it be the battles of cancer that have stricken several members of our family, um, or all of the brain ailments that my mom faced, um, we knew that there were people praying for us and for our family, even when sometimes we didn't know exactly what to pray for. Um, and I know that now um, there are at least certain people uh, here that are praying for Ryan and I as we parent and raise our two daughters and have many moments where we don't know what to do or those times when we feel like we're failing as parents. In all of these situations, we have felt the love and blessing of God and of a church family that supports us. So part of the goal of this prayer series has been to give opportunities for us to practice what's being preached right here and right now. So we're actually going to give you two chances to practice intercessory prayer today. The first is an individual practice that makes use of Ignatian contemplation. So Sarah and I both went to a Jesuit university and we learned some of the techniques that Ignatius used to further his prayer practice, but we were reminded of this in our last restoration initiative uh, session by Randy Harris. Ignatian contemplation is an imaginative visualization process where you place yourself into the story of prayer. In our case, we are actually going to visualize someone else since intercessory prayer is coming before God on the behalf of another. So for this visualization, we would like you to think of someone who needs you to stand in the gap for them. While praying for them, I want you to actually visualize Jesus coming to them and wrapping them up in his arms. And in case you can't think of someone, I have a couple of prayer requests that I'll go ahead and share now. So uh, Sandra Cobb asked that we play, pray for her granddaughter Shannon, or sorry, her granddaughter Shannon. She's pregnant with twins and they're trying to arrive early. So we're praying that Shannon and the twins are for their health. We have another prayer from Mary for her sister Jean and her safety. Uh, it sounds like she had to, might have had to evacuate because of the Siskiyou fire. And then lastly, from uh, Phil Weiss, to please pray for Cheyenne start on a new teaching job at Valley Christian School. She starts tomorrow. So for those prayers, and then if there's someone else you can think of personally, we're going to just give everyone two to three minutes to go ahead and pray for that person. And while you're praying, we want you to actually visualize that person and visualize Jesus coming and wrapping them up in his arms and just holding them to pray for them. Okay, so we said we were going to give you two chances to practice intercessory prayer. Um, but first, I'm going to recall us back to last week's sermon where J Jacob talked about lament prayers. Um, and he gave us a chance to practice lament. One thing that he mentioned um, was that a lot of times at church, we put on our happy face and we say that everything's okay, even when it's not okay. Um, but we should practice um, 
making church a place where uh, it's okay to not be okay and where we can be open and share the needs that we have in our lives. So for our second chance to practice intercessory prayer um, and also for our time for prayers for one another, we would like you to get in groups of two to four people, just with the people that are around you, um, and share your needs. Um, where do you want, or how can these people um, stand in the gap for you in front of God? Um, and then once everyone has shared, take some time to actually intercede for each other. Um, and then once you're done praying as a group, you're dismissed, um, maybe move into the lobby or outside in case there's some groups that are still praying. Um, and since we're done, I will tell you to have a good week now. <laughs>